candy girl rock my world hey this is mike o'brien uh you are listening to the mike o'brien show mike o'brien is in boston massachusetts with me as always is jeff taylor down in celebration florida jeffrey how are you today sir i'm doing quite well thanks for asking Look at you with your proper English like that. Jeff, uh, we were discussing this. Jeff uh, cuts out of Candy Girl pretty fast before they start singing because he says he doesn't want to get sued by New Edition. Um, I didn't say New Edition. I, I, I said specifically Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown would not. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Bobby don't Brown Don't give a fuck about Bell. Couldn't care about Biv. Don't really mind DeVoe. What well, about who was the uh, other one? Ricky. Is there Ricky? Who else is there? Ricky. They do say of, Rick. Of yeah, that's edition. one of the Bell Biv DeVoe. It's Ricky Bevins, I think, is or Bivens. New Ricky Bivens. There's there's Bell Biv DeVoe, there's Bobby Brown, and there's two others. No, there's one other because one of the ones you're talking about is uh Vince Gill. No, that's a country guy. Ricky Bell, Michael Bivens, Bobby Brown, Ronnie DeVoe, Johnny Gill. That's right. Johnny Gill, in- yeah, him. Johnny Gill, he had, he had a song. Johnny Gill did have a song in Ralph Trez, Trezvant. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph Trezvant. Trezvant. Yeah, so the uh, Johnny Gill replaced Bobby Brown when they finally put up with it, put it finished putting up with his shit. Sick of Bobby Brown. He wanted to go do Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack or something. Yeah, he was like, get some coke <laughs> up my nose. <laughs> All I really need. Fuck Bill. Wow. Oh, come on, dude. You t- you stepped on my awesome rhyming lyrics there. <laughs> right off the top of my that head. Was, can I just tell you how much I loved Bobby Brown and my prerogative, his solo? And then when he was in Ghostbusters 2, he was in the movie. He was like a, a valet or a doorman or something. As they're in. Oh, my God. I lost it. I loved Bobby Brown. I had no idea that Bobby Brown was from Boston. I knew nothing about Bobby Brown. I just knew my prerogative. I love that song. And I didn't know what masturbating was, but I thought my prerogative was about masturbating as a kid. As everyone would say, playing with yourself. That's what we referred to when we're in like second and third grade. Stop playing with yourself. We had no <laughs> idea what that meant, but we said, stop doing it. Did you not hear the laugh track? No, no, I did not. Oh, bummer. I did not hear the laugh track. There was one. Ah, yeah. <laughs> technical difficulties. No, no, so no I, I, funny. Well, the, it, uh, to be fair, we did start this show five minutes late because Mike said he'd be here in two minutes, and then he showed up in seven minutes. And then once that happened, I guess I I've been out of town a lot lately, and I guess after we did the last show, I wanted to make a change, so I started the change, but I wasn't able to finish the change, and so nothing was working when Mike finally that sounds showed like up. Sounds like something I would do. Um. Well, what happened was I took a nap and then yep. I woke up and I was like, wow, I have to pee. And so I peed. But then I went to go open the fridge to get water. And when I opened the fridge, because I'm never at my place. The only reason why I come to my place usually is during the afternoon, because I don't work during the winter for my, my duck boat job. We get the witchers off and I'm at my lady friends all the time. And my roommate and his girlfriend basically live here and um, they usually trash the place and by trash the place, not like break stuff and stuff, just like spill stuff and just like leave it. And so I opened up the fridge and the fridge was just gross. And so I started just kind of spraying the fridge down and I realized this is a way longer job than just a quick spray and wipe. And so then I had to stop and then I realized I was I was way later than I, and I apologize, Jeff, for that. I didn't listen to a word you just said because I was busy doing math in my head. Mm-hmm. And so you have a roommate 
And I'm assuming yes. you pay half the, the bills. I pay half the bills, half the rent. Okay, yes. cool. Uh, roommate's girlfriend lives yeah, there. She has her own place oh. in Dorchester. Does she have a roommate? I do not believe so. So there'd be a trickle here because if she has a roommate, then she's paying half the bills of, at, at that house, never staying there, mm-hmm. staying at mm-hmm. your house. And then you're paying half the bills at that place and your roommate's paying the other half. And then you stay at Macy's house all the time. And Macy, really I friendies. know, doesn't have a... Uh, am I not allowed she to say no her roommate. name? She has no roommate. She, Can I not pays. say her name? You're bra- you broke up there. What was that? Can I not say her name? No, you can say whatever. I just all like right. saying lady friend. Yeah. All right. Well, Macy doesn't have a roommate. And no. so she, uh, she's paying her entire rent. Yes. But you live there. Uh, to so, live, she is to live there. Yeah. So yes. ba- so basically, at the end of the day, Macy's getting getting boned here. Um, Not really. No. Um, hey, oh. Um, I didn't say I well, guess, but it's her choosing. I would love to live. This is a this is a longer debate that when she listens to on the Michael Bryan show, she will not be pleased about that us discussing this. But um, yeah, I mean, whenever she wants to get a place, we will get a place. As, as of now, I'll just come here oh, uh, during wait, the day. And okay, play, all right. I figured um, it. I figured it out. Football. I figured it all out. Washington Redskins. Yeah, I figured it all out now. What's Macy's that? willing to pay. She would pay double her rent. To not have to share a domicile with you. A domicile. Look yes. at you with your fancy words. Well, yeah. I, I get it now. Macy's like, dude, I'll pay whatever it takes. He can stay here as much as he wants, but he his shit is not getting moved in here. Because under this current uh this this current living arrangement. Yeah, this living arrangement that you have, she can wake up one morning and say, Oh, I've made a big mistake. And then you're just gone. Maybe I've made a big mistake. You ever I, think about I've that? met her. I've met you. I feel like if mistakes are being made, it's more likely that they're being made on her side. But I could be wrong. It's happened once before. But mm-hmm. she can wake up and say, you're out of here. And then you're out of there. There's no lease I'm, to be broken. I'm a catch, there. Jeff. You've been caught. I, I yes, will admit yeah. that. <laughs> so my lady friend and I, we've passed a couple of weeks. We've been up to lots of fun, lots of shenanigans. Uh, it was my birthday in January. But uh, and actually, after this, I'll be going back to the casino. We got a free room at the Encore Casino. I believe I mentioned this earlier. I have a friend uh, that works there and um, I got a free room at the Encore Casino a beautiful place on the way there. The Anko Casino is literally an 11 minute drive from where I live. I've walked there before. That is how much of a degenerate gambler. Do you know what's funny, it's about an hour walk. Do you know what's funny is that I feel like I've heard this before. We may have done this on the show already. We tell the same story every, every I mean, that's what I was going to say. I was like, hey, every time, guess what? So whatever. it's been a while. You haven't heard it in a while. So you're just going to yeah, listen to so it again. On my birthday, we went to Encore and for we, I know we mentioned this before. before uh, about a month or two ago, my roommate Stephanie got married at Foxwoods Casino, and Macy has never gambled before. And so we went late night. We played blackjack. Just we're all. It was me, uh, Macy, and my my uh, friend Stephanie who got married in her wedding dress at like two in the morning. All three blackout playing blackjack, and it did was, Macy clean up. We all, all of us did. I don't think Stephanie did, but Macy and I both won like a combined seven to eight hundred dollars. So we're both up about four, four or five hundred bucks, depending upon who it was. And Macy was like, gambling is the best. I don't. That's I, like, this is great. 
I, I don't know why people say that gambling's bad for you because yeah. it seemed pretty awesome. And so then on my birthday, on uh, January 11th, the day before my birthday, uh, we got tickets to Celtics and Encore is a free shuttle. So we go to the Celtics, get hammered, come back to the casino, start playing blackjack. And I was like, hey, so we could keep getting free hotel rooms. Let's combine the chips. And then when they cash out, you give them the little card and it says like, oh, you gambling like a billion dollars or whatever it is you combine, you know? Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. then I give Macy half and I play and then we just start playing and we just start losing. (laughs) And when we lost our funds, Macy was like, so now what? I was like, uh, now we just go back to the hotel room or we go to the bar and we drink. And she's like, what do you mean? We have no more money. And I was just like, I, we played blackjack and we lost and That's how blackjack works. And she just had no, cause she was also kind of inebriated as I was, but she had no like concept of you could lose at blackjack. Cause the first time is I think everyone's gambling story starts with a big win. Whenever yeah. you try gambling so- the first time you're like, Oh my God, this is the, coolest thing ever and then the second or third time then you're like wait a second you lose a shit ton of money doing this yeah you do actually that's what happens and um it, it finally hit macy and then she was like oh fine but then she was like okay so we'll just never play blackjack again I was so, like, okay yeah I, I didn't listen to a word you just said but i was doing some Thank math you. in my head and yeah, math again you're a mathematician so, today that's so my, <laughs> my character today as a mathematician mathematician I, uh, jeff so what happened at foxwoods is that macy was gambling for the first time and cliches are cliches for a reason because they <laughs> have a batting average of 999 it happens yeah. 999 percent of the time but uh her beginner's luck rubbed off on you and mm-hmm. the two of you had a good night of playing blackjack great night of playing blackjack yeah. yes so i don't think that winning four hundred dollars each is a great night of blackjack but i'll take your word for it um yeah. so the Might next time <laughs> that you played you decided that you were going to sign in under your membership and that you mm-hmm. guys were going to pool your money together so it would yep. get you a free lobster downstairs. And no free rooms. Free rooms. And today I've gotten a free Bruins sweater. I've gotten a free. Uh, I'm getting an electric blanket today when I leave. And I literally just go to the casino, pick up whatever the free gift is. I actually got the brochure for next. I'm going to get an, a Sonic toothbrush. I'm going to get something to put over your car window for when it snows. You can just slide it off and then the snow comes off. And um, I forgot some other good stuff. So anyway, like a bunch of free stuff. Now we've left Macy's beginner's luck and we've mm-hmm. entered the territory of Mike O'Brien's luck. Yeah. Which I don't know what your luck is like, but what happened this time? lost we just lost oh okay yeah. so so she entered your luck which ruined her idea of gambling which is good <laughs> by my luck i i have no more different luck than anyone else i'm up a little i'm down a little you know i'll go i'll go play to the casino sometimes i don't go for months and other times i go like once a month it, it's depend it depends you well, know it depends. some people do have different luck my friend casey wins everything all the time yeah the house never loses with the house never wins with him the house loses with him but the funny thing is is those people don't really get the thrill of it i don't think you have, to, you have to you lose have, you have to you have to you have to grab victory from the jaws of defeat to really get just, the full experience with gambling like you have to have lost to appreciate winning 
That is true. That is a true statement. Yeah. Um, I think that I, when I gamble, especially in the sporting events, when you lose a close game where you're like, there's some backdoor cover or something like that, that's like more thrilling than almost winning. And I don't even care about the, it's the, to me, it's the winning and the losing the money. I don't bet a lot. It, it's, it's just more the winning and the losing aspect of it. It's my competitive Michael Jordan nature. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm like, basically, <laughs> except I don't bet $100,000 a hand on blackjack. So. I know, because you think $800 is a good night. So, uh, yeah, what's wrong with 800 bucks? But there's nothing wrong with winning, ever. Yeah, like, if you said great. you walked with 50 bucks, that's good. That's the, It's a good experience of gambling. But you said you had mm-hmm. a great night. Yeah, it was a great night. I, I had a great night. I got I free said, drink. I said you I had a good night. I with a couple hundred bucks. Done. I think, honest to God, I don't really remember that Foxwood trip, but I think I walked away with like five. I think we both won like five to six hundred dollars a piece. I think. All right. So you've moved up to twelve hundred dollars. No, I think it was like five thousand dollars. No, getting warmer. <laughs> I don't know. I remember. I just know we lost the other. The what's other, your, big, uh, what's your biggest win? What's your biggest win? That you've walked away. Biggest with. win ever playing. Um not in one hand, I've like walked, walking away. Like I walked away. away with probably a thousand bucks. I usually go with like two hundred dollars. Maybe right. sometimes if I'm if I have the funds, three hundred, you okay. know? That's good. My favorite thing thing to do is it's not even about winning it's just i'll sit like i've gone to bachelor parties and stuff and just sat at the same blackjack table for like six hours and my friends will just leave and i just sit there and just play blackjack and drink for like five six hours and then they'll be like what happened i was like ah i just lost my they're like didn't you just start with 100 bucks i'm like yeah and like and you sat here for like five hours you're like yeah sometimes i just that's a good day right there yeah i just hundred dollars for an evening of enjoyment competitive nature you know yeah, That's so what I, want. I wish my friends would have left me at my bachelor party because we were at the Hard Rock and I Which was on one? a run. <laughs> I've only been married once, bro. Oh, that's true. Right, I, right. I was on a run. I was like, I hit blackjack like three times in twelve hands, and yeah. when that's happening, you don't get dragged to a shitty strip club. You stay. Yes, you stay, and you continue to gamble. But my mm-hmm. friends were, you know, impatient and dragged me away from that table, and I will never forgive them. My wife and I could be living in a mansion Probably. on that night, especially in Florida. Mansions cost like twelve dollars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. So we did that, but when we're going in, there was like, and it was like two in the afternoon. It took us like an hour and a half to get there. I'd say an hour because there was just the craziest car crash. This is the weirdest thing about the news. Like it was the worst car crash I ever saw. I, basically, someone must have been on their cell phone, veered across the lane. Boom. Head on. Both were going like 30, 40 miles an hour. But one of the cars was just obliterated and it was right in front of the casino. It was like a two, three in the afternoon. And then the news was just like, oh, look at this horrific crash. And it's don't go there and all this stuff. And then the next day, you just never hear about it. No, did you never. Die? Were the people drunk? Did anyone get arrested? Like, what happened? It's just gone. Poof, gone. So I was driving over to my mother's house. And uh, I typically, if something like that happens, I'll stop and help. But uh, I'm driving hero. along. I'm driving along the I wouldn't call myself a hero. You know, I just do what's what's asked of me and, and I do it well. But I wouldn't call myself I'm a sure hero. You do. But uh, I'm driving down the highway going like 80 miles an hour. And catches my eye in the middle of the road is this i think it was like a ford f-150 like crew cab like it was bigger big truck and it is flipping 
over repeatedly on top of those like guardrails in the middle. It must have flipped. What road was this on in Florida? 417. Wow. So uh, it, it probably flipped like 12 times before it came to a stop. And I was driving past it. And so I pull over to kind of turn around and go make sure everybody's okay. But there just happened to be a state trooper right behind them. So that guy got there and was getting out of his to go do what I was planning on doing. And I'm not a like, I don't chase this kind of stuff. So I got I I kept going. I went to my mom's house. But I did want to know, like, what was the. I, f- I feel like those people walked away from that alive, but not in great shape because mm-hmm. uh, the way they were flipping the cab of the truck was actually kind of in the middle of the two things. So it wasn't taking it, it was destroying the bed of the truck and the motor of the truck. But it looked like the way they were flipping everything, their airbags were all deployed and everything. So I think they may have been OK, but I wanted to know. And I Googled and it, it the next day. The no, it never made the news. I mean, it was a horrific thing to see with your own eyes. I watched it and I was like, oh, my God, yeah, that's fucked up. But I, I could never find out. I'll live my entire life wondering what happened. Also, with Florida, the list of things that could be on the news, a truck accident is on the bottom level. of that You know, I usually get offense. I use, some guy in a trailer park home shooting up the whole place or something i usually get offended by like florida man talk where i'm like dude come on you people have decided that they're going to say florida man and so they focus anytime there's a news story like there could be new york man there could be massachusetts man there could be oklahoma man i mean anywhere where there's a lot of people crazy stuff happens on a regular (laughs) basis but today is not one of those days because in the news today I read there was a woman, a Florida woman, who uh, police had to dig out of a uh, water, uh, one of those pipes that like go in and the, the water goes into like a retention pond. But I guess the pipe goes to the middle of the neighborhood. And she uh, was taken out of one of those. She was saved from one of those for the third mm-hmm. time. Like, Why was she trying to live in there? Or I have something? no idea. This woman must be into these kind of water tunnel. What I can't remember what they called she it. She into water sports, Jeff. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> but why? Like one time is like, oh my god, and two times is like weird, and then three times is like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, what's wrong with this lady? Yeah, She's but not I, I saw that, and also I was shared a uh, a guy that I used to work with, and let me give you like this was not a surprising thing to me because this gentleman who will not be named, although I'm sure if he listens to this, he'll be able to figure out I'm talking about him. I worked with him and uh, I was very intrigued because he was an original member of Matchbox 20. He was the original guitarist in Matchbox 20. This is like the first day I worked with him. He tells me about that. And then he tells me that he is is almost done with his law degree. And uh, this was when I was working at Disney and like there wasn't enough broadcast work to go around. So I was like working at the Beauty and the Beast show. So basically my job was to hand fucking spoons to dancers that's like my whole job and uh so i'm thinking law degree man i was like what are you doing here then and uh so i the next day i went back to a different place and i was talking to my buddy matt and i said you know this that that dude mark like he was in matchbox 20 he's like that guy is a liar (laughs) just so you know it's known whatever he says it's not true 
But I'm not a liar. And what I'm going to tell you is that I was shared a news story today that that gentleman uh, set his apartment complex on fire with an explosion. And when they showed up, he said that the explosion happened because he was playing with a gun. And to prove that he was playing with a gun, I guess this was his way of getting out of this. He shot himself in the neck. Like I'm like arm, leg. Yeah. Shot himself in the neck. And uh, so the cops show up and he's like, it, the gun went off and it caused this huge explosion and fire. Three people's apartments were destroyed. And uh, then they got him into the, the ambulance and they were like fixing him up. And he was like, I'm, I was pissed at the HOA. So I made a bomb. Ah, yeah. I was going to say meth. I was going to go with uh, meth. No, but, no. But also, way to get back at the Homeowners Association. Some people say put up an inflatable Santa Claus. Other people blow up their house. You their know? own, like, their own place and then shoot themselves in the neck to get out of it. Shoot themselves <laughs> in the neck. Hey, you know what? When you when you got to commit to a story, commit to a story. I'm still curious love, if the HOA story. I love those coworkers story. that just blatantly lie about everything. And it's just like, and it's not just like, oh, yeah, I saw that movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, it's something like yeah i was a guitarist for matchbox 20 <laughs> like yeah. i have a guy that i work with that just lies about that we're all like uh-huh the funny yeah, thing the fu- absolutely the funny thing to me is that like there are probably not a not a ton but there are a decent amount of people that would know whether or not that story is true and uh i should have been one of them because <sighs> i used to like play shows with matchbox 20 before they were matchbox 20 and like i what, think did you I, play the kazoo no I sang. Oh right, I know. Yeah, I sang in a sure different. Did, I sang in a different band, and <laughs> Matchbox Twenty was basically where we were like, "Oh, okay, they made it. We will never." But like, anyway, can't wait until Jeff blows his house up after I, telling that I was, story. I was like, "Okay, maybe he was in the band before I was rubbing elbows with the band, but I, he definitely wasn't in the band then because I would remember him." But anyway. Mm. And also uh, stories like that, when people say, oh, I was a member of this or I was I was this or I whatever. Like nowadays, you just Google it. Like, yeah. who's the original members of Matchbox 20? I don't know. That That's you, like, I don't know that you can, though. Like you they, say that. But what's the guy's name? The, the drummer of the Beatles that they kicked out right yeah, before dude. they became the Beatles. Yeah, but they kicked him out right before they became the Beatles. And they are exactly. the Beatles. We're talking about Matchbox 20 here. I'm sure there were five or six different dudes that were That's in that true. band that never. That's the, true. The, the history has erased because they like i was in bands dude they changed members i wish i had changed members more i mean my band uh you know i pl- i pretty much stayed stayed with the same guys the whole time multiple bands maybe if you were a better singer and they changed singers hey, you would have been listen, in the band i accept that as the as the premise because the it. second band i was in with them i was the guitarist not the singer no, right. no, that makes <laughs> so sense. i i accepted that fate and tried it in a different way and it still didn't work out for us um quickly back to my uh birthday celebration jeff of of i went to the celtics i got oh yeah we're only 23 minutes in why would you be done with your first story uh no no no. i was just wondering what you got me for my birthday i almost forgot to tell you happy birthday i think i told you at like 11 52 that evening did you make it yeah, I, I barely okay, made it. Good. I barely made it. Um, I got you nothing. You know what? I I, I feel mm. like a man of your age should not expect gifts from his friends. Had I been in the casino, the Encore Casino with you, 
at the mm-hmm. time of your birthday, I would have purchased you a drink and I would have dragged you away from the blackjack table before you lost all of your money. So well, that, that would have been, been nice. my gift to you. But uh, yeah, no, at your age, you should not be expecting gifts from your friends on your birthday. Well, it's still technically my birthday uh, month. You have until February 12th. So wait a minute. That's two different months. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's 30 days from January 12th. That's not to, how birthday uh, month works, dude. We're not. Yeah. See, this isn't like fiscal year. This is a fiscal year where the year oddly it ends in fucking October. That's your birthday month is January. And when it becomes February, it's no longer your birthday month. I will accept gifts at any point of the year. As long as you give it to me and say happy birthday, I will say thank you. Can I give you a tip as a gift? Just the tip, though, please. You'll never get laid in that outfit. There's a tip. And my outfit, my my Bill Belichick uh, sweatshirt that I have on. That's not a Bill Belichick sweatshirt. Losing hair. Huh? That's not a Bill Belichick sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it's it's got the sleeves on it. Bill Belichick sweatshirt. You've not Uh, cut the sleeves off. Cut the sleeves. It is true. What is new and exciting in Jeff Taylor's life other than saving people on the side or, or I didn't. thinking about saving people yeah, and then I, not I, saving I didn't, I didn't. I didn't do that. Um, well, I mean, I can't remember what we talked about last show, but I'm assuming it was before Christmas, right? It was... I don't even remember. Yeah, me either. Yeah. So let me tell a story. We talked about me going to, to jail. Yeah. That Okay. So I think I, had, I hadn't done Christmas yet. Um, I went to Montana for Christmas. We spent uh, a week in Montana. You did say that January 9th was our last one. Okay, good. So I, I won't tell that up. story. So again. we have talked about Christmas, but we did. Had I gone to Washington DC for my wife's aunt's celebration what, of yes. life. So that happened. Uh, very sad. I, we've spoken before on the show about the fact that my wife lost her aunt and, uh, her aunt was a very She's important small. person. So I, uh, yeah, you want me to say aunt? I'm not going to. Uh, so we went, I went and rubbed elbows with the elites up in Washington, D.C. We did a tour of the Capitol, like a special one where it was just us and a, a higher ranked gentleman named Jerry from the Capitol Police. And I want to thank so Jerry again. So now tried to overthrow the government like the last time you went to the Capitol. Jeff. It's funny because I thought about making a joke like that about how like I went back to the Capitol <laughs> yeah. in a couple of years. But, uh, it was weird. It was January 9th. We went on their it sixth, actually, whatever the day it, was. It, it actually that. was uh, January 7th that we went. Was it? It was the day after mm. January 6th. Mm. They, uh, they had a lot of stuff going on on the 6th over there, so we weren't... Uh, our tour wasn't scheduled that day. But uh, did a really cool tour. Jerry was great. He showed us all around. We went down in the basement. I think the only place that we didn't go in is where the skiffs are. And uh, the what are old, skiffs? Uh, secure. Uh, I can't remember what it, but it's basically where they read all of the. I love how you use the lingo, like you know what it is. They're like, yeah, we didn't see the skiffs. Where are the skiffs? Well, if they call it, know, if they, they call sound it, really important. I do, I do, I do. It's secure, compartmentalized information Stuff. facility. Yeah, I still don't know what that is. It, well, it's where they read the. T- it's where Joe Biden got all the documents they're finding in all of his houses ah, all over the place. There you go. Yeah. The, what's his name? I just read too. Got the documents. Pence. Pence. Pence I just found documents in Pence's house. Yeah, oh, we're, we're finding Louise. out the politicians take home secure stuff. Uh, confidential stuff. Yes, I mean. But it's at the seems- same time, you you know how many files they have. You just start grabbing. Here's the thing, Michael. Last day. Uh, here's the thing. If we're gonna get into politics, uh, the president and the vice president having classified documents 
comments is jarring, but it's not unusual. A senator having secure documents is illegal. So yeah. that's a that's a law broken because is when you're that in the a thing Senate, yeah, Joe Biden. They found they found uh, documents from when Joe Biden was a senator in his house. Oh, geez, Louise, yeah. that son of a bitch. I know. So so basically, this is why I made the joke, because uh, nothing will come of this. It's fine. But mm. when you're a senator, you have to go into a skiff to read secure documents and the documents ah. are supposed to stay in there where when you're the mm. president, people bring them to you and mm. you like put them in your filing cabinet, I guess. But anyway, so do you go to go to the House of Representatives where they vote? Yeah. Do you see that in the carpet? What? Did you see the carpet? Their carpet. I love that. The House of Representatives carpet. I want the carpet. I, I don't remember noticing the carpet. The carpet. It's been the same carpet forever. No, like, I assure you I, it When hasn't. I was a kid, I'd go to my grandfather's house. He'd smoke cigars, cigarettes, and pipes all at the same time. He would just rotate and watch uh, a C-SPAN. And yeah. I would just sit there and watch them vote and debate things. And it was the most boring uh, times of my life, but my grandmother would make a mean grilled cheese and I would just sit there engulfed in cigarette smoke and watch C-SPAN and all I ever wanted was the carpet. To this day, I still want the carpet. What color is it red? It's blue with like lines and stuff like that. Huh. Interesting. And there's like a logo in the middle of the... It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I know the logo. Um, That's cool. No, I didn't notice the carpet. <laughs> uh, I, my my I lady did... friend and I once went to the House of Representatives and we we're doing the tour. Not a special tour with... with uh, Who was this guy's Jerry. name? Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, with Jerry, like you did. We're yeah. not... We're, you know, we don't get to... We got to see the skiffs, though. I don't know. Um, But... While we're waiting in this long line, there was like a thousand people waiting in line. All of a sudden, we were at the top about to walk down to get into the line. And I saw this guy just dropped and just had a heart attack in line. And all these people went and they just kept doing the tour. Like you're literally, you know how they have the the line where you zigzag through the thing. Like people were just like walking around this guy <laughs> had a heart attack and they just and we just did the tour and they're like hi everyone just let you know that guy is okay um oh so like, someone no, someone not. addressed him someone did address him what's that someone addressed yeah. him oh yeah, yeah yeah no no everyone was running they had the like we literally saw the guy get paddled like yeah. the guy was getting paddled and then they're, they're just like all right it was well, like basically someone the put him over their knee player. like all right five minutes to warm up guys <laughs> someone <laughs> put like, him oh, over okay. their knee and spanked them what did he do so they're like you're not allowed to fall down in the capital spank yeah, them with a paddle it was crazy <laughs> it, it was just like we saw all these people running so i was like oh my god is it like an active shooter or something like that it's this funny i didn't notice the, i didn't notice the carpet but i did notice that there were a lot of defibrillators in the capital so there's those places. It's every corner. They have those things. I, there were yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, we uh, I, I, we I saw some interesting stuff in there. It was pretty cool. We saw the uh, down where they put the body of the person that's going to be lying in state before they're lying in state, which was built for George Washington. But he died before they finished building it. So he's the only president, I guess, that it has not been used for. I love those tours. Those type of tours are great. Washington, D.C. is the best city because you just walk around and you don't pay for anything and you get so much out of the day. It's yeah. great. I feel the same way about Boston, but it's funny because you're from Boston. So typically people that are from those places are like, oh, yeah, I've never done that. Like, I've never walked. I the do. Trail. I mean, I've done the duck tour 75 million times. I walk the Freedom Trail every day. I live on the Freedom Trail. Well, so, yeah, maybe you just walk. become numb to how awesome it is that you walk past 
past a bill a couple of buildings that are next to each other and the reason why it's not one building is because they had to fucking leave paul revere's <laughs> grave in the middle and eh, i don't know where no paul revere's buried across the street from beantown pub but i in, lived in, in between two I'm buildings like looking, right i'm looking down the street what's that he's in between two buildings no, he's not. Yes, he is. I've seen it with my own two I, eyes. I drive by him every I day. Fucking I fucking don't believe you. Point, he's not between two buildings. He's between two buildings. Maybe it's someone Jeff, else you're important. Factually maybe incorrect. it's John you Adams. You might be thinking of someone else. Yeah, maybe it's John Adams. John Adams is buried in Quincy, but okay. So anyways, so uh, Paul Revere's house is right down maybe the street from Samuel me. Adams. Um, I think he's buried in Quincy. I don't know where he's buried. No, Sam Adams is buried in, in the same grave uh, site as... Um, as uh, Paul Revere, what? Sam Adams, Sam Adams, Robert Tree Payne, and John Hancock, three signers of the Declaration of Independence, are are buried in the um, in the um, um, the cemetery, uh, the burying ground. I forgot what it is with Paul Revere and uh, some other guys too. I can't remember. I'm in, it's the off season, but uh, Paul, I always think about <laughs> how when I'm drunk season. walking back from the uh, Red Sox game that the, that this is the same drunk walk that Paul Revere probably did back to his place. I'm right. I don't know what you're talking about. The person buried between there's the spite house where there's like the skinny house where this guy came back from war. His dad yeah, died. No, dude, I'm looking at pictures of it right like now. Each other. So the guy like split the house in half and it's like the skinny, really small. You're right. There, there, there are a few people buried there, but it is it's in between two buildings. Yeah, there's a there's building bu- there's on one church. Side. There's a church, and yeah. then there's like Suffolk buildings. Yeah, and there's just like really old library or something behind it too. Yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is, it's in a city, and there's two buildings, and then in the middle, there's like fucking something that definitely would have been built over if it wasn't for the fact that Paul Revere oh, is buried there. <laughs> it would be a TGI Fridays if, for sure. <laughs> if Paul Revere wasn't. Are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely, 100. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the other thing that happened while I was up there, and I have to be very careful telling this story because uh, you'll understand, but I also went somewhere else. And while being this somewhere else, I was asked by a certain someone if I wanted to throw a grenade. Fuck yeah. I yeah. want to throw a grenade. I said no, because I was told it was an inert grenade. Do you know what an inert grenade is? <laughs> No, something it, that nerds throw. I don't inert. Know. I don't know oh. what it means other than the fact. I mean, I know what it means, but I don't know why it, it is that word. But inert means that it like lacks explosion. Like it's okay. a grenade that's basically just a fucking like piece of metal with a pin. So and you a thing. pull the pin and then it just you this throw is, it. This is you might actually well baseball. Like. A- actually, the I, it, I, I learned and I don't know when this technology came around, but you know what a cotter pin is? I, I've heard it before. Yeah, I, so I a cotter don't. pin is basically like it's it's like a, a hairpin, the like two pieces of metal that go together, and mm-hmm. then you split it apart on the other side so it can't come out without uh, without you pulling putting the two pieces together and then you pull them out. So it's a cotter pin. So I had to push the two pieces together and then I pulled the pin and I have the pin here on my desk. I don't remember where it is, but anyway, not important. The uh, so I pulled the pin and I've been told that this is an inert grenade. So I'm thinking like I'm going to chuck this thing and wow, it'll hit the ground and roll and, and we'll go pick it up and we'll put the pen back in and, and we'll be on our merry way. But that's not what happened. I th- pulled the pen. I threw the grenade 
and it fucking exploded. <laughs> and from what I was how told, far away did you throw it? Far. I threw. I threw. <laughs> when it. you threw it, did you go? <clears throat> no, but I. I was. I. I. I was uh, glad that I'm not the kind of person that thought it would be funny to be like, oh, it's inert, and pull the pin and like drop it at my feet because yeah. that thought crossed my mind. But as an older man, I was like, I would never do that, just in case. Like, <laughs> you don't pull the trigger of a gun if you think it's unloaded. They're just rules. I- Okay, but I still don't understand the inert. Why would someone be like, I'm you want to throw a grenade it. that doesn't explode? I like, exa- This no. is exactly why I said no. I had to be talked into throwing the grenade, but everybody was so excited after I did it because I had the smile of a child on Christmas <laughs> after it exploded. I was like, <laughs> I almost got hard, dude. I literally I, like, I, I was, I, it, it was an experience that cannot be explained. But what I was told was that it was a one of, it was a bomb that has chemicals in it. So they they throw it and it explodes and it explodes the chemicals out like pepper. So okay, uh, it's for rioters. Ah, and uh, so you did this in Washington D.C. I'm not going to say where it was. I'm not oh, going to say well, who I was mm. with. It's you have to go into a skiff if you'd like to hear the whole story. Was it in Canada? <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> you go to Canada. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it didn't have the chemicals in it. It had the explosives in it, but not the chemicals. I don't care who you are. If you're some anti-war, anti-violence, I hate guns, I hate this. If someone hands a grenade to you and is like, do you want to throw this grenade? 100 out of 100 people be like, yeah. 99 out of 100 because I I said no. No, but if you told me, do you want to throw a grenade that doesn't explode? I'd be like, that's exactly what happened. I don't care. Like, I mean, I don't care. But if someone was like, hey. Throw this grenade as far as possible because it's going to explode. 100 out of 100 oh, people would be like, I would yes, def- I want to do that. Let me explain this to you, too, because I uh, I shoot guns and every person I've ever been Just around, uh, my wife included, uh, when you take them and you you put a gun in their hand and you allow them to shoot the gun afterward, they're like, that's awesome. Uh, I I shot a, a, a cheap little rifle once when I was like 10. Uh, with my my friend Dan Child and his father, and uh, when I was going through the academy to become a jail guard, which I promptly quit after about a year, uh, we had to get. Uh, I shot a handgun, and holy crap, I was good at it too. I was like a top five shooter. I was How really far good away. At it. Were you shooting? Uh, for everywhere from like ten feet to no ten I meters. What's that? Ten meters or ten feet? Uh, I was in America, so it was definitely well, not meters. I'll all right, tell you that buddy. right now. All right, ten feet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't do the metric system, Jeff. I'm not a communist. Um, So and then it was like 10 feet. It was really close. And we had to do like one handed. And they were doing these like scenarios like, all right, so you got your one of your hands shot. So you have to do it with your right hand. And then you switch to your left hand and then you can't reload. So then we had to like reload by like cocking it with our shoe. And then like it was crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. And but I I loved it. Shooting gun is awesome. Oh, I yeah. was actually happy I had to get recertified for my gun so I got one more uh, uh shot at the shooting range uh before I left, which was awesome. Yeah. And uh yeah, shooting guns is the coolest thing ever. It is really awesome. I don't know why it is, but it is. Well, I've had the uh fortune of being able to shoot a Tommy gun, which was an incredible experience because I don't know if you know that this uh, about this or not, but the reason why a Tommy gun wasn't like ever a military gun is because they fucking take off on you. Like you pull the trigger the first uh, time 
and then like the next shots you're like aiming up in the air because the thing just fucking gets away from you so yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't hold it straight and fire like it's like you if you watch the mob movies like you notice that they're like and it's like going to the right or the left or up or down that's when you real shot the tommy gun did you make like gun noises or like da, 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 no the gun made its own I noises like I, would do that. We, I know but i still feel like i would do that we shot we shot down a like huge oak tree with it did you really uh-huh where was this are you able was in to Georgia. disclose the, it was where i won't disclose the country music star whose back porch i was on while i was doing it but it was in georgia was it was it um was it uh carrie underwood she doesn't live in georgia she lives in nashville Okay, stalker. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I, I work I work the I work the CMAs. Georgia at 37 Park Street, but that's neither here nor there. I work the CMAs, I work the ACMs, and I've worked multiple uh record release parties for country stars. And I've worked the opening gates of uh Carrie Underwood's house when she wasn't there, but I thought she was there. No, I just know Carrie lives in Nashville because she's married to uh one of the predators. He's retired now, I think. But he's retired uh, now. Yeah, yeah. But they, they, think, they 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 don't actually live in Nashville. I think they live in Franklin, which if you know anything about I Nashville. Heard, they're going through some marital stuff, Jeff. Yeah, well you if you have a beautiful face and you destroy it by falling in ice, your husband moves Is on. Is that what happened? Yeah, she fell down or something like that. Yeah, I she was never there. really told the story of what happened. I was there. I'm not at, not at her house when she fell down. Yeah, yeah. I was it's in like Nashville. It was crazy. She fell because I was chasing her. <laughs> I was in, I was in Nashville when it happened. I guess I should I should add Nuts. that. <laughs> I should add a little bit. Of- <laughs> she was running after her and she just fell. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's she's um, a she's a good so- looking woman in person. She's what? A good-looking woman in person. She is. Oh, She's yeah. very. I mean, I've never seen her in person, but I'm gonna take your word for it, you, as you've been looking through her window and seeing <laughs> her all the time. But yeah, yeah, I would absolutely. Never, I would never. Um. So I uh, last night. So so my lady friend has a membership to this this club. It's like basically like a country club. I was interested in no. this. I I was trying to remember the TV show that I was watching, but where the the people that shouldn't be allowed in the club get access to the club and the guys all excited about it because uh the boss doesn't think he should be in the club, but he gets invited into the club. My wife just closed her door. I guess I'm annoying her at this point. Uh, yeah, you're annoying me, so I understand. But anyway, it, it reminded me of this because you don't belong in any kind of club. I, I Elks, belong in all maybe. the clubs. The bull clubs, the gun club. The uh, remember in the yearbook all those clubs and there's the pictures of all the and they had these clubs and you're like that was a club here like yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. My friend uh, Tommy Garrick he 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 whenever they they would make an announcement when they're like okay it's yearbook pictures and like the Dungeons and Dragons club needs to come down and get their picture taken and Tom Garrick uh, just kept getting up whenever they announced the clubs and walking down and in the yearbook he's in every single club <laughs> <But> he wasn't <laughs> actually in awesome. them. that's great he's in every single club and he's when he was like a sophomore he was like in the senior class picture he's uh yeah it was pretty awesome what's he doing now uh, because i feel like he should be a like a comedy writer or something funny yeah no tom garrick is a funny guy he now he works at i want to say westover air force base doing something fixing jets or something he has a cool job he's like in the military but not he's like a civilian member of the military or something like that Hmm. something like that i haven't talked to him in years but um so um macy is a member of of this prestigious club Club, uh, which opened up like a year ago and her parents were a member of it but they've been in it for a while and they got like a very cheap uh, 
so membership Macy, or whatever. Macy's a member. Let me just just I'm going to I'm going to relive what you said so I can be mm-hmm. on uh, target with you here. Macy is a member of a prestigious club that just opened about Which, a year ago ago. But her parents have been members for a long time because it used to be a different club, but it changed. It okay. got bought out and changed and everyone got whatever grandfathered in. And so anyways, she's a member of this club. And also. Yeah, there you go. You're kind of like breaking up a little bit. <laughs> what? You were kind of like breaking up like your microphone is kind of breaking up. Doesn't matter. It's not but happening anyways. here. We'll see. I can't hear like what she, right, what she just said right there. But anyways, so we go to this club. We've been going to this club. I've been twice now. She's been going for a while with other people first <laughs> to, I guess, make sure that it's okay for me to go there. And all it is, it's like a nice restaurant downstairs. <laughs> and then there's like this bar in the middle. And last night, we went and saw improv comedy there. And, I forgot uh, that you were going to talk about this. I'm so nerds. excited. Say that again. I forgot you were going to talk about this. I'm so excited. Yes, the improv. We went and saw the improv, which I went down to Orlando once um, on, a, on a hot date. And you went to Sax in 2002. What's that? And you went to Sax. I forgot what it was. Was yeah, it downtown? It was, in, it was on. Yeah, yeah, that's Saks, which is funny because uh, it's owned by a very religious family, so you can't curse at at Sack. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's weird. So it'd be tough with improv too, because sometimes things just fly out. Dude, they do. They they do. They do stand up there too, and you can't swear. Yeah. Wow. I know. Um. So we go and it was actually better i've been to the improv asylum here in the north end before i've been to improv boston which is no longer a thing i've been to sax i've been two or three times to improv and every time you're just like i mean it's the same as stand-up comedy you go to a stand-up comedy show with a bunch of people it's you're not. like oh that guy was funny that guy stunk it's you know not. like it's, it it's not the same but i'm just saying sometimes a stand-up comedian is awful yeah but sometimes there's still they're, really they're still joy to be had even when someone's bombing so the thing about improv comedy, which a lot of people don't know, in me uh, participating in stand-up, I, I never refer to myself as a stand-up comedy. I do stand-up comedy. Doing the duck tours, people, it's a weird like sociology experiment because if you ask the same questions all the time, you get the same answers all the time. So improv will go up there and be like, hey, we're looking for a scenario, like a place that's a house, but not your house. Like, give us something that, that you feel comfortable Hotel. in. and then. Say that again. Hotel. Hotel. Okay. So we're in a hotel, you know, and then they have a thing of being a hotel. Last night, someone said a car, but it could be, there's usually three to five things that people will say no matter what. So they go up there and, and then of course it's all like these rich old people up there. So they're like, we need volunteers. This makes, this makes, this is going to factor into my equation, but go ahead. Yeah, so they're like, we need volunteers. Uh, Can someone come up? And I'm like, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be so awesome at this. So I'm not going to. I don't want to. You're not going to be. I'll tell you right now, you would not be awesome at it because you suck at yes and. I would be amazing at this. And I was amazing at it. No, you weren't. The effing show. No, you didn't. Really? Because like three people came up to me and said you did a great job up there last. How old were they? Whatever. They were old. Yes. They were all old. <laughs> okay, <people>. good. <laughs> so I go up there and uh, because literally no one was coming up. So then I go up and then they start begging t- for another person because they needed two people. And we had to like finish each other's finish the performer's sentences. So mm-hmm. they would say something and then they 
I forgot what the thing they're saying. And they said, oh, so we have a famous person. And I said, and the guy's name was, and I said, Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. And oh, everyone so started laughing their ass off. else's comedy. That's awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's a, and everyone started laughing. And so they start doing stuff about sausage. And it was it was hilarious. And, but then people came up to me at the end and they're like, this, this old couple comes up. They're like, my friend knows Bob, the sausage King from Milwaukee. So we thought it was so fun. Like no one understood that it was from Ferris Bueller's day off. Even two of the performers came up to me and they were, they were like, Hi, who's Abe from? And so I was like, you call yourself a comedian. You don't know who Abe Froman, the sausage King of Chicago is. That was, was pretty upset. So anyways, it was fine. It was funny. It was about an hour and it's just, it's improv to me. Like I said, improv, it's, it's off the cuff, but they give these situations where they know what you're going to say. So very rarely will they say, will someone say something they, you don't, they, they aren't expecting. So they're expecting all the things. Same. Like I said, stand up's the same thing. You point at someone with a watch because it, it, then they have a, they have a, a watch joke, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's not improv. So let me say this. All right. First yeah, what's of all, your hot improv take Jeff. So improv is a skill that has to be developed over a long time and can be, you can become a great improv improvisational improvisational actor yeah so you can become right i'm not one i admit it <laughs> so okay. you you can develop this skill as with stand-up comedy the more you do it the better you get at it and some people are going to rise above the rest but my take on improv and stand-up is that improv is like jazz and you do a lot of heroin stand-up is like rock so okay. improv is takes a lot of talent. It's a lot of uh, people getting together and trying to be funny. I've rarely seen it done well in my personal experience, but it's like jazz where you can you can be the best at it and nobody gives a shit if you're great at <laughs> improv. So do you mean it's like jazz that only Bill Cosby likes it? Yes. But <laughs> improv is like rock where if you go no, and you stand see, up is like rock. Say, I'm sorry, you're right. Stand up is like rock where if you go and you see it and they if they they do a well enough job, you enjoy yourself. You have a good time. Like you can't really go to an improv club and guarantee yourself a good time. You can guarantee if you go see stand up, you'll at least have a good time. You at least there'll be at least one person who's good for 10 minutes or you're like that person. Do you know really the difference good. between jazz and rock? Jazz and rock? Yeah. Um, oh, boy. I don't know, lots of drugs. I don't know. No, dude, uh, they both, both do a lot of drugs. drugs. Yeah. Now, the difference yeah. between jazz and rock is that jazz is 30,000 chords played for three people and rock is three chords played for 30,000 people. Oh whoa! Hey oh, that one, Jeff. That's and a that's, good one. That's exactly the difference between improv and stand up. Improv is something is three thirty thousand words done for three people, and stand up is three words done for thirty thousand people. Even when I was talking to it's, there's this weird like improv stand up war where you know stand up people call the improvs the improv nerds and stuff like that, and then when improv people are like think stand-up people are like oh you're the jocks like you're so much you think you're better than us and even when i was talking to two of the people they were nice people but they're once i said i did stand up they're just like oh yeah okay. it's okay fine. that's Go fine away. and and listen i like i said before like jazz musicians are some of the best 
musicians on in the world and but nobody cares right but they the different the, the, the difference here is that a good stand-up can do improv Easy. yes a good improvis improv improvisational improv person a good person that does improv can't do stand-up can't do stand-up exactly last night there were two people who were really really good one person who was kind of good and two people who were awful yeah and i have no improv experience other than just doing duck tours maybe and taught whatever um that's not even really improv but it kind of is and if i went up there i would be middle of the road and if i did it for a year or two i would be good at it i wish you would i I wish you i wish you would do some improv because i really do think that you would be much funnier if you learned to yes and people uh, yes, and I do that all the time. I listen. I'm a very good listener, Jeff. I don't know if you know this. Well, you were. You, I think you're wrong, but that's okay. We can disagree. <laughs> yeah. I, the 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 thing with improv that I would have problems is I'm a, I'm a one upper, so I'd always try to to one up people too. Maybe but that's I guess the problem. improv. That's kind of good at the same time. You do want to be the best improver. I want to be just the best at everything I do. If that's drinking, and seltzer I guess I shouldn't say that. Lights. Well, hold on a second, because I, I, it, the more I think about it, like uh, Robin Williams was a improv first, and he became a great stand-up. Or was he a stand-up yeah, he first? Yeah, stole people's material. Did he? Robin Williams did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big oh time. man, Google I didn't know that. I yeah. won't. I won't Google it. Was yeah. he worse than uh, George Lopez? Uh, George Lopez. No, no, no. It was um. What's Mencia? his name? Mencia, Carlos Mencia. He was, was the, the thief. Stealer. He was the thief. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, George. Didn't George be Lopez. Yeah, sorry, George Lopez. You didn't steal anything, at least to my knowledge, yeah. allegedly. Um, and then uh, so yeah, I mean that was fun. I like going to this fancy club. It's they have they have like a shuffleboard thing, which not which with the hands, not like old people's shuffleboard, like the bar shuffleboard thing. What's that called, Jeff? Shuffleboard. Yeah, shuffleboard. So they have shuffleboard there. It's yeah. great. Well, the the one with the hand in the sand is just a different version of shuffleboard. Yeah, it's still shuffleboard, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And and they got a pool table too. It's a neat it's a neat spot. If um, anyone comes to Boston, um, talk to my lady friend, and maybe she could bring you because she has to be there because she's a member. I'm gonna come up to Boston, and your lady friend is going to take me to this club. I think she could take up to three people, so four people max. Only only me. Uh, okay, I, it's just gonna All right, be me. Well, I could go too. Only me. Okay. I want this fine. to be a classy experience, and I feel like the mm-hmm. reason why she doesn't take you very often is because she she's willing to to dip her toes in the sewer water every once in a while. But <laughs> okay. for, the, for the most part, she really likes to go with some class, and I'm classy. I've been twice in a week and a half, so I think she like likes me. Well, do you have do you share a domicile? Sometimes she doesn't like like you that much. Jeez uh, oh. Louise! So all right, so I went to Encore. I I got the 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 what was the third thing I said I wanted to talk to you about, Jeff? I didn't write it down because I'm not not good. I like I said I like to be g- great at things. I just like putting as little effort into it as possible. So I didn't even write it down. Well, that's all right because uh, you're expecting me now to remember something that I had no idea was going to be talked about, and you mentioned it briefly in a phone call, and uh, you're 
you're expecting me to have the recall where you talked about it to me. You spoke to me about it. You're the one that's going to yeah, have to remember. It. I know. I don't and remember. You, talked, you went to D.C. You threw a grenade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had a third. Did you have a third thing? I didn't. Well, think I, I talked thing. about going to Montana, but they we'd already talked about that. Yeah, I talked about you going to Montana. Oh, I did have a third <laughs> thing. I did. Montana. You're right. I went to Miami. To get my passport yesterday. And oh, this right, is a right. whole. Yes, yes, yes. So I'll try to make this story less long than my day yesterday. So I, my passport was stolen from me in San Francisco. We've talked about my Sons San Francisco experience. Uh, and one of the things that was stolen was my passport. And it the lo- that's the longest thing that took to to make me whole. Like I'm fully whole now because I went and got my passport yesterday. So the way that you get a passport usually is that you fill out some paperwork and then you go drop it off at your local uh, agency. Post in, office. In my, you can. In in my, we talked about this when I got it when I was going to be on Survivor, but wasn't. In my county, <laughs> I take it to the Osceola County uh, courthouse, and they have a little office in there, and you drop it off. Then six to eight weeks later, you get uh, your passport Voila. in the mail. Yeah, and it's easy. Like you, the the driving the the twenty minute drive over to Osceola County Courthouse, twenty minutes back. That's forty minutes. So that's the easy way. I choose to do it the hard way. I wait until two days before I have to go out of the country, and I drive Jamaica, down. To, I drive down to Miami. Got up at three thirty in the morning and uh, shit showered, shaved, and got on the road to Miami. Got into Miami around eight o'clock. My appointment was at nine o'clock, so uh, I went in anyway, and I so I got ahead of it. I, uh, mm-hmm. instead of, of starting at nine o'clock, I started around eight 30 and by eight 50, I was through the first line and into the second line. So I stood now. On, where in Miami did you have to go for this? Cause Miami, it's right if by I the arena. List my least favorite cities in Miami oh, or in, in where, the, in the war in, in America, where I was one, is one of the reasons. Yeah. Well, one would be Miami. Number two would be in Miami. Number three would be Miami. And the reason why is everything is just all over the place. South Beach is over here. Downtown's over here. The, where the Dolphins play is over here. It's like everything is an hour and a half away from each other. Yeah, it's pretty much Florida awful. in general. Um, the uh, We have a lot of land and our, all of our big cities are surrounded by a lot of land. So we spread into them. Where if you tried to do that in Boston, you'd be in, you know, like New Hampshire before you knew it. That is true. That is true. The, uh, so you're in you're in Bricknell, you said? I said I was down by the arena. Oh, by the arena. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. uh, anyway, first of all, it's at the, the passport agency is at the bottom of a hotel called the Miami Omni. It's mm-hmm. the basement floor-ish. We don't have basements, but it's the first floor, and it's basically like the parking garage entrance and the passport agency <laughs> are there. And so I parked at the Miami Omni and uh, that was $40. So I'm out $40 immediately. And uh, I go in and I, like I said, I was ahead of schedule. I got through the first line where you go in and you give them the paperwork that you filled out and you show them your ID and your birth certificate because I was getting a new passport because I, my old one is no longer relevant because it was stolen. I had to change the numbers and everything. And uh, so I get into the second line and the second line moves quickly also. And I'm thinking, cool. Cool, man, I'm going to be out of here before 10 in the morning and back home. But no, that's not the way it works. Also, by the way, fully masked, had to wear a mask the whole time. And you had an appointment, right? I did. 
Well, you're in Florida and they made you wear a mask. Couldn't uh, agree with you more, Michael. But uh, yes, Why don't you call up the governor. And the only place I'm going that. to write him. a am going to write him a, a, a terse email saying, hey, would you please go over to the Miami Passport Authority and let them know that everyone else on the planet has moved on. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, get through the second line. And uh, so I think I'm 40 minutes of line waiting at this point, 15 minutes worth of, of actual doing stuff. And she says, okay, uh, you're all set. Um, your appointments between one and two. So be back here at one and uh, see you later. I'm like, uh, what? She goes, yeah, yeah. You, you can't pick it up until one and it might not be ready at one, but we close at two. So between one and two, you'll get your passport. And I'm like, oh, so I went back to my car in the Miami Omni parking lot and uh decided that I didn't want to pay the $40 again. So I was going to stay in my car. And, uh, so I tried to just walk around Miami, dude, (laughs) this is not a part of Miami that one wants to walk around in. That is true. I stayed, I went to uh, Miami, went to a heat game and that is, and I got a hotel close to the, uh, within walking distance. I'd say about within Boston walking distance, not Miami walking distance. You can't walk anywhere in Miami. There's parts of Miami that just don't have sidewalks. And you're like, this is down. How do I, how do, how can I not? It's downtown. How do people get to work? Cause you can't even cross the freaking street. It's ridiculous. But yes, that area was, I'll, I'm not going to say one of the worst areas, but it's sketchy. Oh, by far not one of the worst areas, but also not no. an area where I wanted to walk around without having my uh, concealed carry with me. And I didn't. So oh, uh, how'd you leave the house without your gun? Did you have your grenade? I was you going to a federal grenade. building. I was like, I'm a, a, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I changed my mind about that. And I went to Denny's and had a lumberjack slam. This was Hell around yeah, Denny's is the shit. 11 in the morning. It's funny because I was like, maybe I'll just go to McDonald's. I was like, oh, wait, I can't get breakfast at McDonald's past 10. But uh, the Sons of bitches, I don't even think that's true anymore. But anyway, I went to Denny's, had lunch and then went back over and uh, the bathroom for this place. I'm sure there was a bathroom that was closer, but I knew where the bathroom for the passport place was. So I went to the passport place and there were like 80 people sitting in line outside of it. And it's the bathroom. No, it said 12. Did they all o'clock. go to Denny's. Is that what happened? No, it said 12 <laughs> o'clock appointments wait in line here. So I'm like, oh, so there's 12 o'clock appointments and one o'clock appointments. So these are all the 12 o'clock people. They'll be <laughs> out of my way. I went and I used the bathroom and one uh, or two, two. There you go. All the way. I mean, I just yeah. ate a lumberjack slam, dude. Was, yeah, those things go right a lumberjack slam. I went to Hooters yesterday and oh, Lordy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally was like, I got up at 3.30 in the morning and immediately started drinking coffee. I went to that yeah. appointment. Then I went and had a lumberjack slam. I mean, I was racing to the bathroom <laughs> to drop a massive deuce. And the funny thing is that there were like 10 stalls in this bathroom. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this one kind of like off middle so like if anybody else comes in they'll go away from me because i'm not the shyest of shitters but i still am one and Mm -hmm. uh i sat down and started my business and a guy walked into the one right next to me and then a couple minutes later a guy walked in on the other side of me so i was surrounded by people i know so but but like at this point there are seven stalls unoccupied and like we're three in a row and i'm not the problem because i started this mm-hmm. you look under you see a pair of shoes you, you skip a stall and you go over right 
Yeah, normal. or you look in the crack and you make eye contact with the person. <laughs> Nobody did that. And then you go, oh, this one's taken. And the guy's like, yeah, it's taken. And then you just stand there and look for like an extra second. And then you go to I the would next never, one. I would never do that because I'd be afraid the guy would be in pump and dumping. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I make eye contact with someone in a public restroom when they're in the stall pooping that's i do the, like to talk to the guy in the urinal next to me though i like to strike oh. up a conversation with the urinal next to me like hey buddy how's it going <laughs> that's the way to do it what that's you doing way. make sure it's a famous person too have you ever done with a famous person that's my favorite <laughs> yeah i've told that story so i'm not going to tell it again but uh anyway so uh one o'clock comes around and i go back up it says do not show up before your appointment so I don't. I go back up at one. And guess what? The 12 o'clock appointment people in line are all one o'clock people. So now I'm at the very back of the one o'clock people line. I got to give it to this uh, this passport agency. Other than the mask thing, they were very, very good because that whole line of people, uh, I got out of there at one thirty. So in 30 minutes, they cleaned up that whole roll of people in front oh, of me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So anyway, they're got, just handing out passports at that point. Yeah. Got my passport. So there's no like more, no more paperwork or questions or anything. It's just Jeff Taylor. Here's my ID. That's exactly passport. how it happened. I showed them a receipt. They went, got my passport. They looked at the picture on the passport. It matched me. I had to pull my mask down and they let me go. Did you give them COVID? I don't think so. I hope not. But anyway, um, so then I left Miami and it's a three and a half hour drive with no traffic. And luckily for me, both ways, no traffic was worried about the afternoon portion of it, but shouldn't have been was fine. So I got home at five and I had to pick my daughter up and walk her over to her dance class at six. So I chillaxed for an hour and when did that. And then I had a, a, a date with some gentlemen that uh, I of was. Of course you did. I was not going to. Wrong with that. So we were going to go to Rocco's Tacos. Have you been to Rocco's Tacos? I have not been to Rocco's Tacos. All right. I'm so not let me explain what happened here. This was an interesting situation because we originally were going to go to the downtown Corona, which is a cigar bar and smoke some cigars. But Man. one person in the group said, uh, I, I the downtown parking is going to be tough, so we should go to the Sand Lake uh, Corona, and also the food options are easier there. We'll go to Rocco's Tacos, and uh, you know it was, a, it was a Wednesday night or Tuesday night, Tuesday night. So yeah, fine. Sand Lake significantly closer to me works out mm-hmm. fine. So I get there, and uh, there's nowhere to park. The entire place is completely filled. I'm on the phone with my sister. I'm having a good conversation with my sister. So I'm like, I'm just going to drive around in circles, talk to my sister. And I'm driving around and around and around. And then someone's backing out of a parking space. First one gets stolen by someone else. Don't care. Usually this would have turned into a thing where I would have gotten Did out. Did you throw a grenade at him? No, but they should know that that was a possibility. But yeah. anyway, I was still talking to my sister. So I drove around a little more. Someone else backing up. I get into a position where they can barely get out, but no one can come and take this space from me. So they get out, I park, and uh, I go over to Rocco's Tacos, and uh, I can hear someone saying, okay, it's going to be about an hour wait. So I'm like, oh, there's no fucking way we're going to eat here. So one of my other buddies who I was meeting walks over, and he's like, it's crazy in there. Let's just go to Tijuana Flats. So we went to Tijuana Flats. We're walking over to Tijuana Flats, and he's like, oh, man, it's a bummer. We're not going to Rocco's Tacos. I go, let me say something. There are a lot of foods in the world that I would say there's, like, if you said, hey, let's go get a hamburger and we're going to go to let's say like uh, wall burgers 
mm-hmm. and Wahlburgers is busy. I'm waiting in line at Wahlburgers. I'm not going to McDonald's. Mexican food is not on that list. Taco Bell is just as good as Rocco's Tacos. Tijuana Flats arguably better than Rocco's Tacos. So we went to Tijuana, Tijuana Flats good. and we ate uh, our Mexican food. I had my regular order, three tacos all the way with everything on them. Had to take my uh, Prilosec beforehand because they do put jalapenos on there. So I have my jalapenos. I, I need the Prilosec for. I always say no jalapenos. I don't like spicy food. Then we went over to the cigar place. But anyway, the first thing I said to these guys once we sat down at the table, I was like, just so you guys know, you're playing Jeff Taylor roulette. Because I got up at 3.30 in the morning. I haven't had any sleep. So there's two situations here. One, there's one in the chamber. You pull the trigger and it's over. Two, more likely, you catch a, an open chamber and you win the game and we move on. And uh, they won the game because the one in the chamber is I'm an irritable asshole and I'm no fun to be around and I ruin everybody's night. That mm-hmm. didn't happen. I was actually the opposite of that, which is my other tired. I'm loopy. I talk the whole fucking time and I'm usually pretty funny when I'm loopy. So we had a great enjoyable night at uh, Corona. We smoked cigars. We there was a table there was a table with like nine chairs and one dude sitting at it and we literally just went over and sat down with him and brought him into our conversation. And, uh, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. One last time I was in Orlando, we went to the oldest bar in Orlando. I might have talked about this before. Um with with my lady friend and you could smoke in it and i don't smoke at all but i was just i ripped two butts while i was there because i was like this could be the last time i'm ever allowed to smoke in public so i gotta do it even though i don't even smoke cigarettes you can smoke cigarettes in corona which is a bar yeah okay there is a cigar bar right around the corner but people think you're a dick for smoking a cigarette in there but you can you can yeah um so i remembered what i was talking about uh see all i had to do was tell a 45 minute story and bam you got it What's that? See, all I had to do was tell a 45-minute story and bam, yeah. you remember what you were going to talk about. Bam. Got it. Um, so yesterday, my cousin John, he is a, a contractor. He's a man. And uh, <laughs> he fixes stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. general contractor. Yeah, What's that? Contractor yeah. can mean a lot of things. If you if you, you mean a general contractor. Killer. He could be a contractor. Right. Killer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> could be a government Either contractor. Way, you're still a man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess really the, unless you're like a real estate contractor, then then that's less manly. But yeah, for the most part, most, work boots most contractors are man- manly. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, he's a contractor. <laughs> oh, I so do I remember saw, you were gonna talk I saw about him this. at my great uncle's funeral and said whenever uh, you need help, let me know because I have nothing to do in the winter and I'll go help you. And he said, all right, I got this. Uh, I'm redoing this bathroom. He called me up yesterday. He's like, I'm redoing a bathroom and I got to move this huge like sink thing in. And uh, it's like 300 pounds. Can you come help me? So I drive out to Walpole, which is like 40 minutes away. And I'm like, yeah. And we go to do it. And the second I grab it, like it's really awkward. It's in the box. I was like, why don't we take it out of the box outside? I bet you it'll be easy. You've already made this guy's job better. Yeah. Let me guess. Yeah, he, Next, he said no. Did you? I want to know why. But did you say, hey, just so you know, we can probably move this with sound waves? No, I don't know how that works. Oh, neither do I. I don't think anybody's figured it out just yet, but that's how they say the pyramids were put up was with sound waves. Oh, really? Well, I mean, they didn't have cranes and shit. You think dude just I thought threw it was the, the aliens. It may have been, but they use sound waves. Whoever did it <laughs> used sound waves. Interesting. I'll have to research that. So anyways, so I was like, let's take it out of the box. And then uh, I said something about what if it what if it's broken? 
and he's just like, ah, then we have to take it back. And then I was that's was like, well, let's take it out of the box. He's like, no, let's take it out of the box there, which ended up kind of being a good move because we we opened it up and the marble was cracked and the lady was right there. So like as we opened it up, we're like, oh, shit it's broken. So she saw that it was broken. And if we open it up outside and we're like, Oh, come outside. It's magically broken. Then she'll think we broke, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Cause you just break back to Lowe's and get another one. But then we go back to Lowe's and, uh, this woman was, was Joe, putting in a Joe marble and, toilet. Joe and, what's that? This woman was putting in a marble toilet. No, a sink. Oh, marble sink. Okay. Sink. Yeah. Right. I want a marble. Now that you say that I want a marble toilet. That'd be awesome. I thought you told me he was moving a toilet. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. It was a sink. And uh, we go to Lowe's and it was like Joe and Carl. I moved a fucking like, toilet at the passport agency. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you ever go to Lowe's, oh, make I sure do. it's to Joe and a Carl. No, helping you because that means they know what they're doing. You know, like, hey, what's up, Joe? Like, I felt so like, all right. And Joe and Carl could not help us. They just told us to order it online Bro, and it'll come in a week. Nobody at Lowe's can help you. No, no one helps anyone with anything. None of you them know what they're doing. They hire the you, least knowledgeable people on the planet. Every hardware well, be, store does it because they just need people to work there and stock shelves. They don't need to because if you're if you know shit about plumber, then you're a plumber. You're not working for twenty dollars an hour at Lowe's or Home Depot. So yeah, can no, we get I asshole work to at plumbing? Home Depot because, can we get asshole to plumbing? <laughs> That's what yeah, they should say right? every time. And so Joe is like, oh, I can't help you, but he walks us over there. Usually, like when we're at, we're like, hey, we need help in the sink for a sink to get a sink. You know, we kept saying like sink and everyone's just like acting like, I don't know what you're talking about and just walk away. But Joe was nice. Joe got Here us you need to know guy. how to say sink in Spanish. What's that? Here you have to know how to say sink in Spanish. Sink in Spanish. Ooh, yes. That's, yes. You get true. a lot of help. And so then, but then you're just like order everything online. Like stores are going to be gone. They literally, we go there and we're like, we want this sink. And they're like, we don't have that sink. And we just order online. He had to order some lights. They don't have the lights. They have nothing at the stores. We're like, well, is there another store where we could just go pick it up? They're like, nope, nope. They're checking their little computers. Like, nope, nope. There nope, is another order. store it's you can go to. You can go to Home Depot. Home Depot. We should have, well, you know, that was my cousin, John. So I'm a, now a man. I, uh, I am a, a construction worker now. I'm very um, proud of myself. I don't think the guy that carries the sink up is the construction worker. Jeff. I am a man, a manly man who works in houses now. What do they call the person that's, that's learning job. from the other person? What's what's the word for that? Like you're a. Uh, you become a an electrician man. before you're an electrician. You're a apprentice. Uh, you're an apprentice. I think that you I'm are a construction apprentice. I, I think that's okay. I'll you're take const- apprentice. That makes it sound like I'm good. You're construction adjacent. You're also man apprentice. You're man adjacent. I'm going to be a man sooner or later. I know you will know get there. Not. If you continue to apprentice for this construction, man, you will become a man. One, one last thing. You mentioned Miami and bathrooms. We're talking about bathrooms here. I, when I went on that trip to go to a Miami heat game and stayed in downtown Miami. I went, it was like this trendy. I wish I remembered it. Cause it was like one of those old hotels that they turn into a new trendy hotel, but it's like one of the oldest hotels. The in Miami, Clevelander. They gutted it. Say that again. The Clevelander. No, no, it was not the Clevelander. No, it was in, it was within walking distance to the arena. But anyways, I go there to get my room and I see the bathroom and the it's Marriott. Encased. Huh? The Marriott. No. Was it no, by chance I, the Omni? No. Okay. 
I mean, if you want to keep listing hotels, Fairfield Inn and Suites. No, okay, we can stop that though. But so I the go there. Bellagio. The bathroom is encased. What's that? The Bellagio. Okay, no, we're done with the the hotel <laughs> game. So, so the hotel is encased in glass, and it's an open glass. There's just a bed, and then there's this glass bathroom. So I was like, oh, you must like flip the light on, and the you can't see through the glass. Nope. Nope, it's just clear glass. Could you imagine being like 14 years old traveling with your parents and there's just like the bed and then or two beds. I think there was two beds in this this room and uh, a clear glass bathroom. And then you're just like, I guess I have to go walk around while my mom shits now because I don't want to watch that. And then the shower was an open shower. I think that they, weird. I think they choose hotels based upon the clientele so like if you walk up with your kids they give you a room that doesn't have the glass bathroom i talked to four or five people and they're like yeah our bathroom's like that too when i was at the bar and i was like is that it's just weird i don't know i don't know i would never i don't know i just want to be in that meeting where they're trying to orchestrate how this hotel is going to look and some guys is like hey what if uh, we had clear bathrooms so we could watch each other pee Everyone's like, that's a great idea, Carl. We're all into that. I'm looking at the hotels near the arena, and uh, none of them look like uh, there's the stadium hotel. I don't know. I don't remember the name, but uh, it was an older shit. hotel. Hold on. I, I was pick up, pulling up a picture of it, and it like did the thing. Is that it? No, it's not it. Damn, it's not the stadium hotel. Hold on. I'm going to research this. Is it Was it the Hotel okay. AKA Brickle? No. The SLS Brickle. No, um, best anyways, Western. We premiere. can do this on a different phone call and not uh, <laughs> while people are the not house. listening to the show anymore. Oh, I think all seventy-six people that were listening the to the show Oasis are no and longer Aria. listening to the show. <laughs> just say hotel. I'm just going to say yes. Novotel. The Novotel. Yes. That's it. All right. What That's about exactly Villa what Italia? Anyways, I got to go to the casino to get my electric free electric blanket <laughs> with 50 other degenerates, which well, is let me ask you this question. Fun. Is it like a is it a, just an electric blanket or does it have like the casinos? Does it say Encore Casinos on it or no? I got a jacket that said Encore Casino, though, like a nice spring jacket. It says Encore Casino. And and uh, that was pretty cool. But no, I don't know. They don't. The Bruins sweatshirt didn't say anything about Encore Casino and the no. There's a baby the cardinal. There's a baby cardinal that just landed on my front door like window. And uh, like it's not even red yet. It's so small. It's such an interesting cool. thing I'm seeing right now. Oh, Jeff, that's yeah. so sweet. It's gone. <laughs> well, you scared it away with your grenade. Anyways, folks, thank you so much for listening to the Mike O'Brien show. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Like, subscribe. Next week, we're hoping to have uh, a good a local Boston guest here. I'm pretty excited about it. I've been in uh, negotiations to get him on. He has agreed to come on, but I will not say his name until he agrees because if you know anything about trying to book guests for radio shows, they all agree and then they never show up. That it's the sideline guy the for the Red Sox. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, okay. Yeah, it's not Karen. <laughs> By the way, next week's show, I will be live from Jamaica. So uh, I might, I might, I might great. even bring some friends of mine over to join us for uh, the Mike O'Brien show. I hope you get kidnapped. They won't. They won't be unmentioned folks that uh, are possibly going to join us. They'll be actual folks who will be joining us live from Jamaica. 
That would be wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. Like I said, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, have a wonderful day. We love you all equally and ta-ta for now.